What's happening, people? Welcome to episode 17, 16 or 17 of the David Ashley Podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Don Cheadle. And today I'm going to talk about a black lady, older black lady who offended me deeply. Um, I'm going to talk about what prompted me to have a strict no weave policy as far as the women that I've dated. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some identity issues that I may have that, you know, some of you may have, um, you know, you never know how, when you share something, you know what I'm saying? That you might not be alone. Um, I'm going to talk about an old lady, a really old lady in her eighties, who I think was worn for my form. Uh, that and more uh, on this week's episode. Uh, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you <laughs> without a podcast to step to. Um, if you don't know where that's from, then you know you're just not. You know we don't vibe on the same frequency. You know what I mean? Um. Ooh, ooh. I got a, I got a topic on that too. Vibrating on a higher frequency. Uh, oh, before we get to the episode, let me. I, I the the amount of listeners and the amount of people commenting, and or um, or you know at the very least liking the post isn't matching up. So do me a favor, subscribe, share it, but also you know what I'm saying give us feedback. All right, holla. Let me know you out there. Dog on it. What's happening, good people? Um, so, cook for a little bit. I had um, <laughs> I had this older older lady in the car today. I had to pick up I had to pick up um, a woman who was taking her mother, who you know had to be north of eighty five. <laughs> she was taking her her mother to get her hair done. So she had a walker, so, you know, I hop out immediately to try to help. And the lady, you know, kind of met me. Um, she locked eyes with me from across the car. And I'm like, I mean, but it was kind of like this deep, like, gaze, like with a smile, which could mean one or two things. I remind her of some young black buck she had back in the day. Or she's overcompensating, you know, as a, you know, old white guilt I don't know whatever the case <clears throat> I think the lady was warm for my form it's safe to say <laughs> so you know I get out I help her you know we get back in the car first thing she says she's like oh my god this um she said did you see this Denzel Washington Denzel she said did you see this Denzel Washington program on TV the other night the last night, oh, it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. They had, I said, well, was it a movie? She said, no. She she was talking about the cinematique, like, you know, where they, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but maybe it came on about a month ago, but, you know, it'll have all these different people come out and salute Denzel, say something about it, and they'll show clips from his movies. Different people who star with him and or who, you know, uh, 
who look up to him, whatever. Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, Cicely Tyson was sitting at the Tyson. Tyson was sitting at the table. Uh, Morgan Freeman came out, said a few words. Uh, you know. So anyway, she was just like, "Oh my God!" It was just, um, it was just amazing. And I, I tell you, I, I, I wanted to be black. Uh, lady, what'd you say to me? <laughs> so her daughter is in the back, and her daughter isn't embar- isn't embarrassed, but you can tell she wants to move on from the conversation. So, and you know, and I was trying to help steer her another way because I'm like, yo, she said that. It ain't no telling what's about to come out of her mouth next. So I was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I saw that episode, you know, I saw this and that. And, and I was just like, yeah, they had people sitting at the table. She was like, yeah, and what's... They had Julia Roberts sitting at the table with him. Why weren't there other black women that he starred with at the table? I don't understand that. But there was no white people in the room, and I definitely wanted to be black while I was watching it. I was... <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Old people will say anything. I mean, it was like, all right, lady. I mean, I don't really know what to say. (laughs) So I just kept riffing with her. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? I keep it moving and all of that. Uh, But um, it was just just funny to kind of hear these unfiltered thoughts of, of, like I said, what I'm sure is an um, 80-year-old, 85-year-old. You know what I'm saying? In the car. So her daughter, you know, just talked her down. And eventually we, you know, we changed subjects. But she'd bring it right back. <laughs> so then I gave her my Denzel story, the abbreviated version. Just, you know, say how I've met him. Oh, my God. It was crazy, man. You, old white people, man. You got to love it. I used to have a strong no-weave policy as it related to women. Uh, And now, you know, it it stemmed from an incident when I was a teenager. Um, I was dating this young lady. And, um, you know, we were watching Set It Off. I'll never forget it. And her head was in my lap. And, um, which is already risky because, you know, we at my mom's apartment. Like I said, I'm a teenager and it's like, you know, why your head in my laptop? Well, why your head in my laptop? <laughs> so I'm, so I'm somewhere between, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying not to hit her in the head. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this movie, you know. You said we weren't going to hurt anybody, Frankie. Shout out to my, uh, set it off heads out there. So, you know, the girl in my lap, you know what I'm saying? She's, you know what I'm saying? She's laying down and she has, um, this is ponytail, right? So all of a sudden she stands up to go to the restroom and the ponytail is still in my lap. Oh, I'm mortified. So she goes up to go to the restroom. Here, I got this either ponytail or spider. Or Harry Spider in my lap, and I don't know what to do. So I wait until she's coming back, and I stand up, act like I got a yawn, and then I go to the bathroom. Uh, never saw the weave again, by the way. 
Like she didn't even put it back in her hair or what. Now I'm like, what, what kind of sorcery is this that's coming out of your head, young lady? I, again, I know we've existed, but I, I, I guess I, I hadn't had any personal experiences with it. Um, anyway, your boy is mortified. Okay. So from then on, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, so, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. I just won't deal with women who wear weave, period. And then, you know, a few years back, I found out that this, this girl I was really into had weave and I was like, oh, okay, it don't matter. (laughs) And even like, and even now I'm like, I don't care about it. Like, um, I don't care about it unless I can never see your hair. If you always wear weave to the point where I can't see your hair, then that's a problem for me. Same thing with makeup. It's like, you know, if you don't have, um, cause you know, there's an issue there that I'm not going to be able to get past. You know what I mean? I learned that with my last relationship. It was like, it doesn't matter how much I say something. Not that you're not supposed to re, you know, you know what I'm saying? Courage, but if she don't believe it. That's a wrap. Meaning if she doesn't, you know, believe what you're saying, you know, if she doesn't feel it deep down, there's nothing you can say to kind of get her out of that, out of that, you know, it's, it's a wrap. So, um, yeah. And it was interesting, man, because I, like, I was legit terrified that I had helped pull this because what happened was my hand was laying on her hair. So when she got up and the hair didn't budge and it stayed there, you know, it was like, it was like, God, why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> Plus, you know what I'm saying? I like to run my fingers, you know what I'm saying? Through hair, you know, let, ladies, let me know if you got a track first before I start to, before I start to yanking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we want to know that. We don't want no accidents. That story made me think about um, another story from um, that same young lady. So, uh, <laughs> so it's this. It, this is the second time that I ever had sex. Okay. So what happened was, I had my mom drop me off over her house. You know, mom's like, oh, the parent, you know parents gonna be home like yeah yeah one of the like four times I ever lied to my mom by the way I go over to the crib she's there by herself now she lives between her mom's house and her dad's house now her dad has a one bedroom apartment right so we're in there and it's just her and I and you know we teenagers you you know what I mean? We listen. I can't wait to pop it off. So I'm just like, ah, ah. So one thing leads to another, and you know, so now we on the floor. Now, I, I'm 16, I think. And one thing back there, all listen. One thing I had on, you can guarantee that I had on, was a pair of hoop shorts, a bundle of my jeans, and a cut off T-shirt as a t-shirt for whatever shirt I was wearing. 
nigga, because you're ready to hoop at all times. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like, it's, I'm ready to hoop at all times. So, next thing you know, old girl is, um, oh, so she's on, you know, I'll spare you the details, but she's on top of me. Next thing I hear, but I'm half clothed. I'm not, but like, we're on the living room floor, you know. And next thing you know, I hear, like, my face is parallel with the door. Like, I'm on the floor. So if I turn my head to the right, I'm looking directly at the door. I start hearing keys jingle. I look at her, and immediately I'm like, okay, I got to jump out a window. <laughs> so, because she's like, oh, shit, my dad. And I'm like, oh shit, your dad. I thought you said, well, actually, no, I didn't, I didn't, listen, horny teenager. I don't, she's not telling me what time this nigga's coming home. We just with reckless abandon in her daddy living room floor. So she was smart. She locked all the locks. I think it was like three locks, which bought us enough time to get up off the, the floor, you know, pull my pants up, do all this other kind of stuff. And in just enough time for him to open the door, I run and sit on the opposite side of the room and I grab what is uh, what turned out to be a woman's uh, like magazine. And I'm pretty sure it was upside down. Now, I got my cutoff shirt on. It was a red. It was a red jump man shirt. I'll never forget it. It's a red Jumpman shirt. My main shirt is still on the floor, which was like this base Negro Leagues baseball jersey I had um, that this girl had bought me a year earlier. I'll tell y'all that story next week, maybe. <clears throat> so he walks in the house and I'm like, oh, hey, how are, how are how you doing, Mr. You know, whatever. I almost put his name out there. But now, listen, I'm a dumbass teenager. I don't know this sex smells. So I think I got over, right? But I didn't. He knew, he knew, he knew freaking was going on in his living room. And he probably should have swung at me. And next thing you know, he looks at, he surveys the room. He looks around. He sees my, my, my shirt on the floor, on his floor, by the way. And I know he was like, man, this ain't, you know. And he was like, yeah, uh, so-and-so got to, she got to go to bed. And then he called her. He's like, uh, get on in here, finish these dishes. I said, you know what? That's my cue. I'm going to get on out. But I ain't got no cell phone. So now I got to wait outside for whatever time I told my mom to come get me. Nigga, that was the longest 30 minutes of my short life. Whew. Shout out to her. So I picked up a lady uh, the other day, about two or three days ago, and she was, uh, you could tell she was a little older, you know, um, maybe about 45. She could have been 50, you know, black don't crack. 
Um, beautiful sister. You know, I picked her up and she told me this is her first time in L.A. since she was, you know, young, a child. And she was kind of complaining, but she was trying to get some, you know, some more tips, you know, for, um, I guess, the next time she comes or whatever. She talked about how she lives between New York and Jamaica because that's where she's from. But she, you know, lives in New York and yada, yada, yada. Um, I forgot what she did for a living, but um, but I know she high something high powered, you know what I mean, high powered executive or something like that. And we're having a great conversation, and and um, you know I break down and I start telling her about how you know we start talking about white versus black. You know I'm taking her to the airport. And, and, um, you know, I'm telling her how, you know, I just, in this climate, you know, the way life has been, how, you know, and forgive me, white folk, but how I just couldn't see um, a scenario where I would not marry a black woman, you know, just based on the struggle and the kinship and the understanding um, that would come for her. Like, how how couldn't I give her my my child, my faithfulness, my 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 all of that, my love? How couldn't I give that to? How couldn't I, me, me myself personally, I, David Ashley? How couldn't I give that to a black woman? You know, what this lady said to me. I don't know. I see you dating a white girl and marrying her. Nigga, what? Which, you know, which, which really, it it haunted me, right? Because, you know, there's always been this, I'm clearly, I'm unmistakably black, right? But I'm also, you know, black guy who's had white friends over the years who some white people have felt comfortable enough to say things around as if, oh, he's a good one. Um, and I, you know, and kind of growing up, I kind of felt like I didn't, not that I didn't fit in, but I just wasn't like Andre 3000. He got this line. He said, ain't a hood nigga, but a nigga from the hood. See, mama stayed on me. So I turned out pretty good. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how I've always felt, you know, from Hammond, you know what I'm saying? East Hammond, but I've always lived on the, exactly the outskirts of what East Hammond is, you know? And uh, and mama did stay on me pretty good. I wasn't really allowed to hang out, you know what I mean, at all times of the night. And, um, and on top of that, I was kind of a, a, a loner, you know? So when she said that, I had all these thoughts and I was, I was majorly offended. So I had all these thoughts about being, you know, you know, identity just kind of rush over me. And it was just like, wow. Like, you know, and it taps into a, I had this um, little rail. He was like, man, you can't argue with no 13 year olds. Cause they go right to the thing that you insecure about. And they, and they act with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> and that's how I felt when this lady was talking. Cause I was like, yo, you just, you just called out some shit. That's really been, you know, I think the core of a lot of my angst, you know, 
not necessarily again not that i'm black not black enough but you know the way i talk the way i am the way i speak and i don't know i mean at at, at certain times in life there there have been uh uh there have been issues with that you know um but um yeah, that, and that took me, I was just like, yo, because if you're saying that, that's what insecurity does. It's like, if you're saying this, then, you know. And do you know, a couple hours later, that lady sent me her number. So that's it, y'all. Hey, it's episode 17, David Ashley Podcast. I see you all again next week. And remember, every moment you got a chance to move forward in the growth or fall back into comfort. Thanks for rocking with me. Go support that IG page. Love y'all.